0: Hello, 2020. We didn't say Happy we really New Year, didn't. Sarah.
1: Happy New Year, vocal fans.
0: Maybe we should put this as a bumper at the very beginning of the episode. <coughs> Happy,
1: Happy New, New year! year. Yeah. Huh.
0: So, Sarah, have you, as we wrap up, maybe this can be our bumper at the front. Right. Any New Year's resolutions that you made that you've already broken?
1: I didn't even bother this year. <laughs> I didn't even. I I was so over 2019 that I honestly I was just like I don't I just uh, I was done. I was like I'm not even gonna bother with any of that mess. Bring on 2020. Let me at it.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, that's 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 good. Are you a? Did you did you did you give any thought to Michael and my exercise of being those people who choose words for the I year? I
1: did. And. I, I've i had a lot of trouble with it because I, you know...
0: Some people don't like it. I
1: love the idea of it, but I have such a hard time knowing if... Because I, I have put a lot of thought and prayer into it, actually. And every time, I can't... I'm I'm not really good at knowing if it's a word that I just kind of thought of or if it's really the right word. And as a
0: result... Sometimes you just have to decide on one And
1: that's kind of what... So it's funny. I had kind of almost because of that settled on the word choose. Cause, Ooh, I like it. Because especially Ooh, in, like in the last few weeks leading up to the new year, I guess in a sense Ooh. this is a re- resolution. that It's Strong. not really a resolution, but I wanted to go into 2020 choosing not even... I wanted to choose contentment. In peace, Fantastic. and i thought about all the what things. A great so that's way kind of what i had gotten to but then i was like oh am i just doing like i don't know so i guess at this point choose is sort of what i'm choosing it's funny you say that so we'll see 2020 come at me I-
0: I like Bring it. Bring on the decade. I like it. What, what a wonderfully wonderfully positive uh, way to, to end. Or maybe we'll or start, start with this. I don't know. End right to maybe. start. Yeah, I think, I think, I'll, so I think it was I'll drop all this to the beginning, that's actually. That's the thing.
1: And maybe that was part of it. It's it's kind of a continuation of the very end of 2019 for me. But I want to really just start fresh moving forward. I like now. it. So we'll see.
0: I like it. I think I think a lot of the vocal fam could probably use a fresh start for 2020. Right? I think that's probably I a... I think we're
1: all looking forward to it's it. It's probably
0: a... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh I, I'll just share with the vocal fam. I've no I've no I have no problem sharing this. It's not like it's some huge military secret yeah. or anything. My my word my word for twenty twenty is, is keep. I like it. Um and uh we're gonna keep doing vocal. We drum. sure
1: are. <laughs> I've missed it. I not uh, like I knew I missed it, but doing this this is this is good. This is nice. What a uh, great way to we're
0: end we're the week. Keep, keep Friends and family close, and loved ones close, and we're gonna keep uh, pressing on, and we're gonna keep uh, promises, and we're gonna keep uh, keep lots of things. I've cut carbs out of my life again, oh, so what we're a back sad at that.
1: Life. I'm sorry, you pro- I know you do it, but I think I would die. I feel so much better I would after.
0: I'm a full week in. No, I'm a full week in. I can't tell you how much better I feel again. I just love carbs so much they do such bad things over the I holidays I ate so badly and my brain was like Wah. I can't I can't I started- uh, anyway, anyway. alright vocal fam we hope the 2020 is off to a great start for you and since I'm ending the episode here I guess I'll just say and I'm gonna start the episode here <laughs> I'll just start the episode here so here's the episode vocal fam
1: ta da <laughs> A <laughs> breath awkward ending
0: here's no, I'll cut it from the end. I'll just put it at the beginning.
1: but now, how are we gonna end the episode? How will the episode
0: end? We just finished <sighs> a minute ago. I the episode already goodbye.
1: ended. oh my gosh, well we can't say
0: goodbye at the beginning.
1: I don't know. Do. I, don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't know All right, peace okay. out, vocal fam.
1: bye.
2: you're listening to the vocal fry podcast your weekly dash of voice science pedagogy and pop culture coming to you from the fields of trenzalore where the doctor stands
1: all right vocal fam we're back
0: This is not what we expected to be doing today. It's
1: really not. Surprise! So,
0: our apologies. We had a very large episode planned to kick off this spring. And uh, there was a family matter that had to be attended to. Everything's fine now. but uh, Honestly,
1: glad. It's funny, I haven't even talked to you to tell you this yet. that, That it went ahead and was canceled already because I had the most horrendous experience with a stomach bug yesterday that I think has ever happened to me. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I made it all the way to work, which, you know, I work an hour away from where I live.
0: You had a stomach bug or you think you had food poisoning?
1: I don't know because I don't know. I think it must have been a stomach bug because Jamie hasn't had it and we had the same things to eat for breakfast that morning and he's been fine. And I worked.
0: What did you have the night before, though?
1: I mean, we had the same thing the night before, too.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So
2: okay, I think it,
1: too, no, no. it must have been some sort of horrible, horrible stomach bug. And let me just say, if you've never had the stomach bug and the hiccups at the same time, would not recommend oh. I'm telling you, it was the most horrendous. It was all, it was in my car. It was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, like, no. I got to work, went in, realized I was going to be sick and was like, I need to go because so, fun update time, Vocal Fam. Um, I am, for the next, like, 10 ish weeks, filling in for
0: a, a bulk of the semester.
1: Yeah, for the bulk of the semester, I'm filling in for an admissions counselor who's going on maternity leave. And, um,. She, so anyway, the, I've been shadowing her for the past week because she was still there this past week. And all I could think was, I don't need to get this woman who's in the last few weeks of her pregnancy sick with a stomach bug. So I like went back to my car thinking maybe I could make it home. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know. Um, And I did not. I did not make it home. And all I could think was like, as I'm like struggling through it, it's a, It was an adventure yesterday morning that y'all don't even really need all the details of. All I can say, I ended up in my boss's basement until Jamie could come get me from work because I couldn't I couldn't drive. I tried. It took me two hours to make it 10 minutes away from my work because I had to keep stopping. It was horrible. It was a horrible experience, guys. And around 11 o'clock as I'm still just like very pathetic. I was like, well, glad I wasn't trying to podcast because I would not have been there.
0: Oh, being sick and having to drive at all—I have a really quick story since we're starting. Since this is what we've
2: begun Uh,
0: with. Happy New Year! What was supposed to be our huge acoustic voice pedagogy workshop episode, which is which will happen? We're gonna speak it into the universe, despite our busy schedules. We're gonna say that it's still gonna happen.
1: It could totally still happen.
0: We don't know when, but we're just gonna speak it into the universe that it could still happen it
1: could still happen
0: and we're going to try to make it happen yes um but we're sorry there was a complication and it was it was totally fine and um, we're glad that the situation that was has resolved and everybody is fine mhm and that's always good news yes and uh but it was so and apparently it was for the best for you it too it really really was um, but vocal Fam, we're sorry. We we had these huge plans and sometimes best laid podcast plans. I don't know. There's a proverb in there somewhere of you make plans and God laughs at you or something. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't do well quoting scripture off book. Um,
1: Same. I get that. I'm good at remembering the generalities. This goes for just about anything memorization-wise in my life. I'm really good at remembering the general gist behind something but if you're asking for a direct quote like you're looking at the wrong person
0: right anyway exactly anyway um no the the quick story about the car thing when i was in college the the one or two times i i had like gone i guess when i was an undergrad i i had gone home for christmas uh, at least a few of the years and uh in those years, I would then my uncle was still coming into Pennsylvania from Manhattan, mm-hmm. and what we would do is like the day after Christmas or the day after that, like he and I would drive him back to Manhattan. I'd spend a you know a day up there, and then I would drive back. Um, and uh, on one of those trips, I drove, and normally it actually just so happened to coincide with the Kennedy Center Honors broadcast, usually, and so like. Mm-hmm. We just sort of had our tradition for a couple of years. We would go and order Chinese food and then watch the Kennedy Center Honors. And the next day sometime, I would go back. Um, anyway, but so <laughs> that year, we'd had Chinese food. And I was like, mm, I don't feel the best. Or maybe we'd had Greek food, actually. And um, and that night, I, I slept. And the next day, I had to go get Mandy in Baltimore um, at the airport. She was flying in for New Year's yeah. Eve and so i was driving from manhattan down to baltimore down 95 to get to to the airport and then drive back into pennsylvania and um i had to pull off the new jersey turnpike multiple times it was horrific
1: I believe so that was kind of me I mean I didn't even try to get on the interstate I was like I'm gonna take my back way because I was getting sick every like 10 minutes and so it just wasn't and eventually I had to recognize that this was not going to happen this did not need to happen and yeah I yeah this it was, is it was a horrific experience glad we weren't gonna try to podcast yeah. yeah it all well, okay, turned okay, so it out for right. the best
0: here we are and you're feeling okay today
1: yeah, I mean, I feel fine now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Great.
2: Well, who knows? Anyway, I mean,
1: whatever. It might have been food, but like I have shown in the past that I am very susceptible to like food that really like. It's not that it's gone bad, but maybe it's about to go bad. And I get sick from it.
0: Or if you pour chunky milk in your coffee, <gasps> it's
1: not always that. I mean, if it was the creamer. Yes, but but there was a there time. There was a time. That's accurate. You're not wrong. Uh, Jamie makes fun of me all the time because I just I'm really ba- I'm just really bad at, at staying alive. I guess honestly.
0: So anyway, um, we will be having some other guests on from Nats National. I, kn- I know we have a. One lined up for next Saturday already, yes. and Sarah and I are having to move our recording schedules to Saturday. Yep. So we also confess that we're also a little bit behind.
1: Yes, that's accurate. <laughs> I'm, I'm behind in everything uh, right now. I'm I'm, a mess.
0: But um, I'm a mess. So are you back to work? Are you back to work? Is everything rolling, or have you not started teaching lessons um, yet, or wh- what's, what's going on with that? I am back
1: to work. I'm back to work. The place I work on Mondays. I started back this past week um, okay. and then I don't start teaching lessons and for the place up in Mount Pisgah, Johns Creek, where I started the admissions thing. Um, I don't start back teaching lessons for them until next week, which was kind of nice because it meant that this week okay. I got to sort of transition Use it into back in. the admissions role which, Sarah so if I get sure. admissions counselor, there's something I never thought I'd, I'd say, but here I am. Ooh. Here I am. Um, but yeah, I sort of eased into that this week. And then because sh- I shadowed the girl that's going to be leaving. Um, and we did start having musical rehearsals this week. So what's the music into the woods? Junior. Junior.
0: Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. So
1: next week, I'll really be full force back. Um, Sometimes.
0: The junior version just has the first act. Essentially.
1: uh, It just has the first. I've actually been, I think I might have said this before, I've been very impressed with it. Um, Not just as. It's not only just the first act, but the songs are truncated and moved to keys that are a lot more child friendly. Which Hmm. is
0: nice when you. Can you give me an example off the top of your head, by chance? uh,
1: All the male roles have been are very accommodating of males with treble voices, voices that haven't changed. So, like the princes and the baker, they're all in keys that a little boy could sing, little boy, middle school boy, essentially. Um, Several of the girl roles that maybe like. Would be a little high for a kid in middle school or moved down a step or two just so that they don't. Maybe instead of the top note they have to sing being a G, it's an E now. So that's nice. Um, They're also shorter. I mean, they're still solos, but they cut out anything that maybe the Wolf song. Very edited heavily edited as uh, it sure, should sure, be sure, sure, sure. so i just was very impressed at like a lot of the stuff they had done i was like oh this is so manageable because i had never done like a junior production of any sort so i just didn't know what to expect and i remember thinking oh it's Into the woods could be hard well and the other thing is also it takes out a lot of the harmonies which you know into the woods is sondheim like that that could be really hard for
0: hold on sarah
1: i can't hear oh you. man Mm. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. I'm struggling to, I'm, str- I'm having to fight my computer. I don't know what's happening. My audio might be really weird when you get it. I'm having to sit here and I'm constantly, it looks like my mic is like s- super topping out and I've turned down the gain and it keeps creeping. I don't know. I'm having to constantly edit it. And as I'm looking, I've never seen it do this before. I don't know what the deal is. I'm trying to like hmm. turn it down a lot and see if that helps, but it's just in audacity, it's showing it constantly peaking. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm trying to kind of manually keep it under control, but I apologize for when you get this later, because it's it's I get the feeling it's a little special today.
0: I don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be fine.
1: Hopefully, I'm keeping it under control. We'll see. Sarah versus the computer. Well,
0: well, that's good. So, so those musical rehearsals are going.
1: They are, yes. That's always fun. so. This week mostly back. Next week fully back. Um, and you know what? At the end of this ten weeks, I might be more of a basket case than I usually am, considering that for now the next, no, it's the next ten weeks because the woman's maternity leave doesn't actually start until next week. Um, I will be working those fun twelve-hour days, but I did this to myself, so. It's kind of my own fault.
0: You'll, you'll make it. I can only it.
1: blame myself. Well, and the thing I noticed this week, like even with um the first day, Tuesday, I was, you know, at work as the admissions counselor until three and then i went to into the woods rehearsal until five and then i went and taught a voice lesson and i what i noticed was that each thing was so different that it didn't feel like it was this long continuation of work it was really task to task to task and that made it a lot more bearable. Oh, yeah. so
0: that's right woo. that's right
1: yeah if you're gonna work three jobs make sure they're very different
0: so vocal fam i'm about to embark on uh a bit of a crazy semester. Let's hear
1: it. I'm ready for it because I haven't heard what your semester is really going to entail.
0: I'm on a load and a half.
1: Oh my gosh. Why? Is it just that a lot of classes
0: fell? I'm teaching five courses, supervising a sixth, plus studio.
1: What? (laughs) What classes? I'm trying to think like
0: well, okay.
1: Because, I mean... I would-
0: Vocal fam. When you're running a graduate program, sometimes graduate courses just end up being on the rotation that they're on mm-hmm. and not on a normal schedule. And for the last number of years, I've actually been very mildly, kind of nicely under load in most spring semesters. And, uh... Uh, to counteract that, I've done a couple of things uh, to sort of fix it. One of those things that I did was I've moved our graduate research and writing course to a spring course. Oh, yeah, because that um, was it's taken me It's taken me years to get that worked out. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and I finally got it worked out. But it also happens that in a year that that needs to be offered, this is a year that that needs mm-hmm. to be offered, I'm also starting – what will be an annual course, and I'm I'm actually teaching uh, a new, brand new course for us, um, a, a a first uh, first year freshman course called Introduction to Musicology.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, vo- vocal fam, you probably don't know that I actually did my cognate during my doctorate in musicology. Uh, And uh, so I'm actually going to be teaching sort of a course that doesn't exist yet. Um, I mean, it exists now on paper, but uh, it doesn't exist in practice. Um, There is no textbook for introduction to musicology. It doesn't exist. But a bunch of schools have moved to this model of instead of having two sort of long survey courses... Uh, We've actually moved to a model where we're having this intro course, which is sort of think of like a music appreciation course without any of the note or music reading stuff on steroids. And then, and then having two, two, some two credit sort of survey courses after that. Uh, And then the, the, Post-tonal history stuff—they're working into the theory course, so we've sort that, of done a the, curricular shift. The post-tonal
1: shift. theory or history being worked into the theory—that—that that had been kind of in place for a while, because I think that's how my class happened.
0: Yeah, but not formally. That's true. To the extent that it is. Online. Okay. Um, and so, but this intro course is a—it's a department-wide course. I've never full full confession, vocal fam. I've never taught freshmen in a course
1: i'm not surprised by that
0: i've only ever taught um you know your upper level performance majors and graduate Mm -hmm. students at wvu i had taught a class that was either sophomore or junior music education students but i've never taught freshmen in a class
1: how is that
0: I don't know yet. Oh. We, we start on Monday. Oh my
1: Monday. gosh! It's so weird to me that y'all aren't back yet.
0: We haven't started.
1: Oh my gosh. I think.
0: So I've got uh, for mm. the first, I've also had to flip my daily on its head. Normally I sort of don't go in the office until about 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's, but this semester, I'm starting with that class at 8 a.m. <laughs>
2: Ew, you have 8 a.m.s.
1: <laughs> and
0: I've worked pretty much, I mean, I'm a morning person. I know, so. but
1: still. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I uh, said going into like every year of college. I was like, oh, I'm a morning person. 8 won't be that bad. That's a lie. You can be a.
0: Yeah, but I get up at 5 a.m. and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it really makes that much. There, there's something about being in a classroom, having to really think at a AM, that is just wildly unpleasant.
0: Yes, but I'm going to bring them donuts on the first day. Oh,
1: that's pretty nice. Well, that's a guaranteed win right there. I think you'll find that this will have. There will be a shift for you in how you interact with a lot of the students, because.
0: Well, actually, that's why I did it.
1: Oh. <laughs> Because I was going to say, so many of the students in the music department either never interact with you or don't interact with you until they're a junior. And so you're just sort of this, like, looming figure.
0: I'm horrifying, is apparently what the freshmen have said this year.
1: Really? Uh, Yes, because I I also am
0: in charge of our departmental recital
1: oh oh yeah no five five (laughs) so
0: I'm in charge of that and they're already terrified of me and now they have to have an (laughs) academic course with me where I'm going to make them write
1: delightful
0: (laughs) they have to write four papers some
1: people would say that it is better to be feared than loved I'm not one of those people but Jamie is
0: well one of the freshmen who's on our worship team at church Mm -hmm. she was actually asking me about the class uh just here over the break and i was like well you know it'll be little of this little of that and she's like well because we all think you're horrifying and i'm like well "Well," i said do you ever watch doctor who and she's like i know what you're talking about i said you know who who the 12th doctor is and she's like uh no not really i was like i'm basically that (laughs)
1: maybe you should watch it let yourself know what you're getting it would, it, into. It
0: would help. So anyway, no, just the rundown. I so I'm I, I, obviously I'm supervising our departmental recital mm-hmm. still, which is easy. Good. It's no problem. I'm teaching grad research and writing, and honestly, it's the third time I've taught that course online, and like the fifth time overall. And so I have a good it's pretty set. I yeah, I have a good feel for that. I, I fixed a lot of things since you took Delightful. it, and like I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. Good. Um, so I have those, those two, the, the freshman course. And then it just so happened that the way the grad sequence where we are right Mm -hmm. now, I'm actually teaching acoustics again this spring. Uh, And so I'm teaching practicum and acoustics again this year. Uh, and so, uh, those, those, those gentlemen who are taking that. And again, I have all guys.
1: What's happening here? (laughs) So like, like what?
0: What happened to my female heavy courses? Uh, you know, where I had like you and Leah and Phoebe and Anne in a class with Michael.
1: And now, it's not and even it's with the Michael. It's 10. just yeah, yeah. So
0: anyway, no. So that so it's going to be a um,
1: very full semester. Hey, the set yeah. looks fantastic. I've been like watching you post pictures of that on uh, Facebook.
0: Yeah, I got our "She Loves Me" set built the last week and a half. Um, so that's that's a thing.
1: It looks really good. Did, I built
0: a "She Loves Me" set. Did
1: Did you have to take apart the gingerbread house?
0: Every bit of it is <gasps> disassembled.
1: No, that's so sad. I'm
0: so sad. Not even just the structures itself, but even the I'm walls so were all taken apart. Listen it's so distressing. Our total cost so far at building that set, even with paint, now that she's painting it mm-hmm. today, is under a hundred and fifty. I mean, that's
1: fantastic. i am very impressed. I
0: built an entire stage size mobile detachable changeable set for less than 150 I mean,
1: honestly, that that's one of the nicest sets that I've seen while I've been at MC personally. Well, Not that you. my opinion counts for um, much. I, I know very little I, about sets.
0: I am neither a set designer nor a professional contractor or carpenter. And yet we have what we Looking have.
1: Looking good. It probably won't fall um, down.
0: So we're also, in addition to me starting, you know, everything, it's it's ripped right into uh, She Loves Me. She Loves Me opens. Valen- it's Valentine's Day weekend. So uh, we've got uh, four and a half weeks.
1: That's really soon. Yeah. Yep. So that caught me really off guard, too, back to musicals with middle schoolers when you, you know, come become very accustomed to musicals with college and grad students and stuff like that. We started rehearsals for it before the break, so I was, like, asking as we got close to the break, I'm like, so, what's the show? Like, February, um, mid-February, late-February, like, uh, end of March. And I was like, oh. Oh. So, like, the whole semester. Oh. Yeah, that caught me very off guard, because I was just like, oh, wow, you know, we're going to get it done. But we We are going to get it done, but it is a much longer time frame, which is wise. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to working with younger singers. Yes. I actually speaking of doing musicals with younger singers, I've been asked for our secondary choral methods course this semester. Oh. I've been asked to come in and do a one-day uh, lecture on doing uh and preparing a musical with uh as a high school or middle school uh, choral director.
1: That's smart. I mean, that's... Yeah.
0: So I look forward to... Because
1: uh, it's, it's, it's
0: I look forward to giving that It's lecture. very
1: different. You you really have to adjust your expectations when working with younger students. I, yeah. Yes. And you also like...
0: <laughs> Sarah, you've gotten very quiet now. I have? Well, that's better.
1: Oh. I think I just was speaking quieter for a moment.
0: Oh, that's possible.
1: Oh, that's been really weird for me because even... <laughs> So you know, I'm was back to fun stories from the admissions office. It's just a weird like we get so caught up in our little music world bubble. And I
0: a musician has never gotten caught up in a bubble. I know, I'm sure,
1: I'm sure. And like I'm in the office, and I realized that I am so much louder than anybody else there talking. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm gonna talk more subdued. I don't know. It was just a weird thing. Like they're all talking. I'm like, they're so quiet. How are you supposed to hear them from the stage? And then I realized, you know, they're not talking. They never are going to talk from a stage. They talk in their office on the phone. And it was just a weird thing. I was like, oh, right. There are a lot of people in the world that that don't want to be the loudest person in the room. But no worries. I got them all beat. You can hear me.
0: You and I have never had that. I'm right?
1: saying <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is this is new. This is a different environment. Gonna have to change my mentality again. Maybe I don't want Gonna everyone to, flip- to hear me all the time. Is that is that ever something I want?
0: Yeah. I don't Speaking know. of flipping flipping mentalities. So I did something out of my normal wheelhouse. All
1: right, let's hear
0: it. Not that not that Auditioning currently is something part of my normal wheelhouse. Yeah. In general, yeah. No. It's not like I'm going out and doing full audition seasons anymore, et cetera, et cetera.
1: I haven't managed to do one, so you're ahead of me. But I, being...
0: but I, uh, I auditioned for a musical.
1: Fantastic for New Stage.
0: That was a different. That was a different experience.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I, you know, they're doing ragtime, they, right? They asked me to come. Up, they're doing hmm? ragtime, right? In fact. I definitely want to see that. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, that would be awesome. We'll see
0: what happens. I mean, I don't know. They may not they may not use me, but that's fine. I, it's fine either way. I'm, I'm thrilled to do it if, if they would like me to do something. And if not, that's well, fine too. Well, and it's too. certainly
1: something to consider for the future.
0: But it's a different experience auditioning for a musical than auditioning for opera.
1: I am sure. Because <laughs> it's not just now. How loud can you be? What's the highest note that you can sing and how loudly can you sing it?
0: And can you decrescendo? And can you de-
1: I'm not as concerned with that. They're probably concerned with that, but <laughs> on my books, I'm like, I'm very loud.
0: And can you sing staccato? Oh, yeah. And 16th notes.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing they didn't oh, really right. care so much about that at this audition.
0: Funny funny no no there were no there was no coloratura song How odd!
1: Uh, they didn't want to know how quickly the, you could move your voice
0: No It was there's no Rossini on their current season
1: oh, This is this is so odd no death by aria <laughs> What even is this Is this music no. no I'm sure it was different Um I mean definitely different
0: Yeah Anyway um no so can we Can we talk about pedagogy for a second? sure.
1: Yes. Let us.
0: Remember, we have a podcast about voice (laughs) Uh, pedagogy. We also
1: have several pop culture topics to get to, too.
0: And we're going to get to them. Yes.
1: Lay lay some pedagogy on me. I'm ready for it. It's been...
0: This week, I was in a conversation about... uh, I forget if the context was training just specifically tenor voices or if it was tenors, baritones, and basses. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about exercises. I don't even remember how the topic came up. Okay?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and we were talking about exercises we use and things we do and, 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 and this, that, and the other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because look, your voice teachers out there in in vocal fam land. Everybody has their own way of doing things, right? Yes. And the best way to attribute things, the best way to talk about vocal exercises is attribute them at least as much as you can. Meaning, you know, if you know that the first time you ever read about a thing was in such and such book, Give it an attribution if you know that uh, you got this from such and such in a master class. Now you may not know where they got it, but give the attribution, right? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but but we got in this conversation about training male high vo- high voice and how to transition, and it, it wasn't really a talk about acoustics th- 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 so much. It was just to talk about sort of just how do you get your guys to sing high
2: okay
0: which um which for some people is a is a confounding issue well
2: yeah
0: um and i i was trying to describe the exercise that i go through to help guys find their extension mm-hmm and writing it down and, and it's I, here's what I would say it's a variation on a couple of different exercises what I do is a variation on a couple of exercises that I got from my current voice teacher um, but <laughs> when I wrote it down on paper I was like man this sounds like I'm terrible yeah and and, th- and that it's not a good idea for a singer to do this. And, yet, and I remember walking away from the conversation. I actually had to go get back to set building. Uh-huh. And I sort of left it as, I'll come back to this. And then I never went back to it. I actually forgot.
1: I just realized what my sound issues are real quick. We keep telling your things. Sorry, I just was noting that I figured something else.
0: Great. So... I, I I this is my attempt I, I told them when I left I was like this would really be better if I just made a little video and actually demonstrated the exercise just rather
1: than try to write so, it
2: out
0: yeah because written out it sounded horrific um, <laughs> so will you indulge me if I sing a little bit I'm ready let's do it okay I, I'm gonna actually go over to the piano hold on vocal fam I'm moving um, I didn't say. I'm actually going to go back to the table. Normally, I record at my dining room table when I'm at home, um, just because I have a nice, comfy office chair at the dining room table, which I know doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but trust me, it makes you. sense in my I'll, brain.
1: I'll also believe you on that.
0: I mean. Um, okay, so here I am at the piano now, and Sarah can see I me again. Okay, so. What I was describing to get guys into their upper register, we got on the issue of pressed voice, and I, I just want to say, of course, Vocal Fam, we never want our singers to press, right? That's a thing that we can all agree on. Is that is that a fair statement? Yes. Nobody wants pressed singing, right? Agreed. So we all want flow phonation, right? That's a thing that. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Sorry, I, I'm okay, nodding, but y'all can't see me.
0: Right? Yeah. So that that's a thing we want. So we were talking about this idea of 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 how to get guys into the upper range, and and I do this three step process, and it's sort of the first step that is actually maybe kind of dangerous. And I will confess, and listen, vocal fam, if you don't like these terms, I'm gonna use some voice teachery terms. If they're not words that you like as part of your pedagogy, please don't use them. I, I would never suggest that this is a one size fits all life thing. This is just I have found success over and over and over and over again with my tenors, baritones, and basses with this series of exercises. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay? So, Sarah, you've probably seen me I probably, do this. With I think people, so. I know
1: what you're gonna do, but I'm curious to see if I'm correct in my guesses. So the the
0: this is a three step process. The first step is what I call anchoring. So I'll actually have the singer start super duper low in their range, and this is where we sort of got on the word of pressing. I don't want them to feel like they're pressing, but I honestly want sort of the heaviest mechanism that they can produce without pressing. And I I want them to do it um uh, with flow phonation, but like as if the tone is totally coming from like their sternum. It feels like it's that low of resonance just perceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll have them do but it but it's a fairly quick, quick maneuver. So I'll have I'm gonna move the mic away from my mouth. All so right. I'll have them do something sort of like this. I'll have them do yeah. And I'll and I'll do it pretty quickly. That's a D major, just little five-noty arpeggio. And I'll I'll probably go down a little bit from there. Like, you know, like with a tenor, I might go down to a B, B major, even like a
2: yeah.
0: anywhere where they can still basically phone yeah, it. For sure. And then I'll take them up a little bit. I probably don't take a tenor higher than G major in this, maybe up to a D. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that high. Maybe not even that high, but sort of into what a sort of classic model of passaggio. Sort of into what would be a primo passaggio area. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And I would also say that while I'm having them do that anchoring exercise, I also encourage one consistent vowel shape for all three. N- not for each, but like that each vowel maintains its shape. So when you're singing the E shape, maintain the E shape for the entire arpeggio. Same thing for A, ah, A, eh. and sometimes I'll do this on E, O, A to actually bring a lip rounding thing in. I do that too. I, li- I, li- I actually I like that a little bit better. Okay. So that's step one, and I call that anchoring. Now, rarely do I do these three exercises out of sequence or out of context. They're almost always in the context of the progression. So then the second step is actually to do a 12 note, a 12th, I should say a 12th, a 12th descending arpeggio in essentially, okay so when I use the word falsetto, Mm -hmm. I normally think of a little bit of voice dysfunction meaning meaning that the voice is slightly breathy on breathy that that the glottis probably is not completely closed yeah. you might call it a hooty falsetto um whatever word you like to describe it and i always do this on oo okay totally lip rounded and and we go we start i usually start like tenors in d major again so we're up the octave okay. and so we'll just start so we'll start up here and we'll go Until the cords creep out. Now I'm I'm kind of tight because I had a phone call earlier today. But let me see if I can do it the whole way down. I don't want to have the mic right up against. I'm going to move the mic toward my mouth so you can hear the end of it.
2: <laughs> do that
0: again. It was terrible. So that I'm definitely leaking air at the okay. glottis, but I do that step. And then I'll go up a little bit. I probably won't take that much past a high C, because um, then they start having to open the oo no matter yeah. what. And I don't want them to really have to open the ooh um, frequency-wise. And and I'll take it down to, you know, maybe maybe B major, you know,
2: ooh,
0: if they can do it that yeah. low. I'm too – my larynx is too tight today to because I was on the phone forever. Um But so that's the second part of the process, okay? And then, and I'll I'll give them encouraging ideas, singer ideas, while they're doing that, you know, maybe feel the tone hollowing out the top of their head, you know, singer words, singer phrases, you know, all kinds of things that voice teachers do. And I know this might seem, listen, vocal fam, I know this might seem weird, us being the sciencey people. Yes. Yes. That here I am singing with your head hollowed out.
1: But, you know, it takes, you have to be able to communicate,
0: Okay, so let's review real quick. So step one, anchor. Something like that. Step two, hootie falsetto over a twelfth. I did one. <laughs> then, and, and I'll, again, I'll, I'll go up a few half steps, down a few half steps, that kind of thing. Third exercise, the same twelfth, but now we do the twelfth. And 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 listen, I like the terms still with those two exercises. I know people hate these words. There there's listen, vocal fam, I hope I'm not offending you. I don't mean to. If you don't like these words, don't use them. I still like the terms heavy and light mechanism. Uh-huh. I still kind of like them. I I know a lot of people don't. Perna finds them to be very useful in studio. So then, the third the third part of the exercise is essentially trying to combine elements of both mm-hmm. the chesty feeling of the first exercise, the hooty feeling of the of the second exercise, the second part. But the most important part of the third is that we maintain the vowel shape, like we talked about before. If 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 we're singing ah, if we know that's our good ah shape on the bottom. We're going to keep that ah shape. So, so again, we've just done this. Blah, blah, blah. And then we've gone. Then, as the third step, I'll have them do that again. Go. And then take a breath. And then do the full twelfth in in a, in a tonic dominant arpeggio, but the point of the last one is to combine the feelings yeah. of the heavy and light mechanism of the first two, and then so so one of my well, in, in the in the group chat we were in um, one of the, one of the one of the folks was mentioning it was like an isometric kind of exercise. That's probably right. That's probably the right kind of term. It's it's like an isometric kind of exercise. Yeah. We'll use the thicker part of the muscle, the thinner part of the muscle. We're trying to put everything together in coordination, right? That's that's the whole point. Okay, I don't need to sing anymore. I can walk back away from the piano. Anyway, so vocal fam. I I I only do that as a demonstration, just to say that is a way, a series of exercises that I've used. And honestly, I just wanted to actually document it um, so that I had the <laughs> The audio to finish back to that text conversation that I never went back to after I walked
1: away. Well, it's hard to explain without just demonstrating it.
0: That exercise, yeah. yes. Well, it's
1: funny. I actually, uh, granted, this was like back before the break, I was trying to actually remember that exercise and use it with a student of mine, but I couldn't remember the second, I, I mean, I knew you then went to something using the lighter mechanism, but I couldn't remember what pattern you did, and so I was just like, uh, "We'll just do something else." But it's
0: so. Oh, I was
1: say, but it is nice. Like I wanted to use it because I have a lot of students who, you know, have not been singing a long time, haven't been taking lessons a long time, and they don't have a lot of self awareness about their own voices right. and their. You know, instrument and so it's nice if I have something like that that can kind of like coax them to find that nice middle ground if that makes sense
0: I think the word that scared some of my colleagues was that I'll actually use the word and I know this again vocal fam please I'm not a heretic don't burn me at the stake I will actually in the first one use the Uh. carefully (laughs) gently use the word aggressive um, because I actually want the singer to know, like, I want you to be going for it.
1: Well, yeah. You're uh, telling them course, to go all Of course, encouraging
0: airflow. Yeah. Um, but, but I want them to know that I want them to, to sing.
1: Yeah, to sing out. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but again, I wouldn't do that without then deloading the chords with the falsetto after that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I'm sure
1: you have students that you would never tell to sing aggressively. Like, you know, you just you have to know your student, who you're working with.
0: All so true. And well, there are students I wouldn't use this exercise
1: Exactly, with. Exactly. Like, you know, you just...
0: Or like with all students, I might try it once and go, nah, <laughs> no, we're not ready for this, or this is not the right thing for you right now. Or yeah, let's try
1: something else. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you just kind of have to, I don't know, just use your brain...
0: There is one other thing that I will say my teacher will also tack on to that, uh, where he actually has, when he, he doesn't do that sequence, I don't think we ever did that exact sequence. Um, but uh, that exercise of a 12th, I, I've done uh-huh. with him. And then he'll have me go back up and leap back to the 12th. So Oh, like, to, oh yes,
1: you then go um, back up and all the way down, not just like finish up. Yeah, on the without, high notes. without,
0: with. Without changing shape.
1: Wow. Thank you. Um,
0: that's a, that's a bit that's a bit more of an advanced. I was going to say
1: that that would take a lot more just technique on several levels.
0: It well, but it's a great onset exercise for an advanced uh, singer. Yeah. That's a little bit more advanced. Yes,
1: though. yes. I, I don't think I would ask my like 15 year old student to do that. <laughs>
0: Well, that would depend on their level That's of true. That's
1: true. I, I'm literally thinking of specific students. I wouldn't do that with a fairly sure. inexperienced student.
0: Oh, listen. There are college seniors I wouldn't do. Yeah, I mean, that too.
1: Yeah. You just, oh, what's the word I'm looking I'm trying to think of a word. I could, and it's really bothering me. It's like on the tip of my tongue. And I can't think of it. You have to use, is it discernment? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, that—that feels like the right word. It's a nice word, even if it's not the word I meant.
0: Wisdom and discernment.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sure, that's what I meant. That's what I was going for. That's
0: a word. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in because I've been meaning to record a little video about it, but now I can just say, "Hey, go to minute twenty-five, and you get to hear me talk about one exercise for twenty minutes." It's a very nice exercise. It's lovely. (laughs) I don't know if it's that nice. But uh, anyway, all right, Sarah. Okay, before we get on, I know you want... We we need to cover Spyfall parts one and two. We need to cover Mandalorian episode eight. Uh, And I need you to be on a very careful countdown because you've got 12 days. Until? You've got 12 <gasps> days until Picard oh premieres. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah. You know, I was talking with somebody about that recently. I don't remember who. It wasn't you. It oh, wasn't you. I mean, you are usually the person but I'm talking I... to about that, but...
0: Right. One quick note on that. About s- things that my wife and I were watching over break and just figuring out. We tried yeah. The Expanse on Amazon. Yeah. A lot of my Star Trek and Star Wars people are into The Expanse.
1: Yeah,
0: not a fan? Uh, not so far. Hmm. Although I've heard it also starts slow in season one and then gets better, but we sort of a band. We've put it on the back burner. We also started Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access. Good. Bad. Incredible. Good
1: to know. I don't think we have CBS Incredible.
0: All Access. Incredible. <laughs> Hmm. Jamie will love it. He
1: probably would. He probably would. Um, good to know.
0: It's so good. Well, we're
1: about to finish up Kim Possible. So, you know, now we'll have some. We'll, we'll need to find something else to watch. I guess uh, I really
0: do. Well, Picard starts in 12 yeah, days. Yeah, so. Okay. So, and, uh, Vocal Fam, look out. We're going to have that, some. <laughs> We're gonna have some brief little segments every week of Picard release dates called Picard PhD oh. with a special guest. Um,
1: oh yes, 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 yes. I so about that. look
0: out for a little segment um, mm-hmm. called coming up in the in the coming months uh, called Picard PhD. That's what we're gonna call it. Um, that will be fun. Yep, I'm pumped.
1: I'm pumped. It's yeah. a, uh, so anyway, crazy, s- Doctor Who, Picard. All kinds oh, of stuff. oh
0: listen it's I
1: think I'm about to Nats national
0: people trying to get them organized
1: there we go that the trying to get sure.
0: national people organized we're in the middle of a Doctor Who season we're gonna be in the middle of a Star Trek season what is my so, life we're
1: also you know like working what even what even
0: you know one of the advantages of having been through a doctorate already well I'm referring to myself yeah not me Mm. is you actually learn to realize that that crazy chaotic overwhelmedness Mm -hmm. is actually just normalcy.
1: Are you sure? I mean, I'm not in a doctoral degree, but my life is crazy and chaotic.
0: Right, but it's good preparation if you ever do a doctoral degree because that is actually what life is Is it
1: really? Because I constantly just feel like I'm on the verge, like I'm barely treading water.
0: Vocal fam, let Sarah know.
1: It's like I'm trying to that try water life and life like. keeps splashing water in my face, and I'm like gasp. I'm like, Ugh, am I gonna make it? And every once in a while, maybe like a little driftwood floats by, and I like grab on, and I'm like a little chill for a second, but then the driftwood's gone. I don't know what happens to it.
0: All right, Vocal fam, <laughs> let's go back to the biggest pop culture hit of 2019, yes. probably post Endgame the mandalorian has wrapped up we never had a chance to record because the episode dropped while we were on hiatus That's
1: true. and we were um, like oh we'll record this uh, date and then nah, life
0: uh for those of you who have not seen it this is your spoiler warning for mandalorian if I episode haven't eight. Seen it
1: at this point i don't even feel bad for you it has been several weeks
0: and i'm not, I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast
1: yeah it, like you you don't care Okay, you might care. I, you might have extenuating circumstances who am I to judge? But it's been Maybe a few Maybe you weeks. don't
0: like Star Wars, yeah, I guess. And listen, listen, there are people who loved The Last Jedi, there are people who hated The Last Jedi. There are people who loved Rise of Skywalker, there are people who were lukewarm about Rise of Skywalker. True. There are people who hate Ryan Johnson, there are people who love Ryan Johnson. There are people who hate JJ J. Abrams for ruining multiple franchises, and there are people who love JJ J. Abrams. But there's one thing that we can all agree on.
1: Is it Baby Yoda?
0: Baby Yoda is reuniting the Star Wars universe Maybe one everyone at a time. It
1: might not even just be the Star Wars universe, Arya. No, no, you don't need to go bark at that dog. No, you really don't, Arya. Yes. I think maybe the whole country, like, there was something very heartwarming about that chunk of time when every week I could count on the internet not being full of like annoying political posts or
2: hate and vitriol
1: and, and, vitriol. and instead she's back but instead <laughs> I got baby Yoda Jamie you... sorry I was very mad at something
0: what who like knows it. um so, uh, and there's the other thing we can all agree on is that John Favreau, quote, needs to only be referred to as visionary really showrunner, John Favreau. Sure. And can we all just say that we all hope Kathy Kennedy decides to step down as director of creative control at Lucasfilm, and that we all Put hope that charge. when she does, that John Favreau <laughs> will become director of creative control. Uh, because that will... No one would be upset with that.
1: Yes, I agree. I, I have, Anyway... I, this show has really made me realize how much I like him. And yes. really just what a good job he does. Because then it was like, all of a sudden I started looking at everything else he had done, and I was like, oh, you're kind of awesome. Incredible. You're not just that guy from Friends because no. in the past even when he like directed like iron man and stuff uh i would yeah. be like oh my gosh he used to be on friends yeah. he was pete but uh now i'm gonna be like oh that's that guy that did such a great job with the mandalorian
0: visionary writer director <laughs>
1: visionary writer director yes you called it
0: Anyway, so yeah, so The Mandalorian was incredible. It was the most streamed show uh, for a while. The Witcher has actually taken it over. Oh my gosh, people are not.
1: freaking out about that.
0: Yeah, I I haven't tried it I yet. I'm either. not as into fantasy as I am into sci-fi, I so do love we may fantasy. have to We may have to try it. Um, I I I I can't. I need to put that on the back burner until Doctor Who and Picard are done now mm-hmm. because my 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 realm right now cannot take more than doctor who and star trek
1: at one time might just implode no i i, I i've been considering giving witcher a try i didn't realize it was fantasy that honestly i was concerned that it was going to be more of kind of like a horror suspense type. no thing. it's a
0: mid-century like night in medieval times and i haven't
1: looked at it at all. Like, all I've seen is people freaking out about it, and I had no idea. I was like, is it good? Is it bad? So, maybe I'll look into that. I like fantasy. I like historical period pieces. and Sounds like it might be up my alley.
0: Favorite moments of the finale of The Mandalorian?
1: Um, I don't know. See, now it's been so long. I should have rewatched it before today. (gasps) Oh, no. Let me think for a second. I have to remember referring
0: to the Jedi as an yeah. enemy religion.
1: Yes,
0: of sorcerers. The
1: enemy, yeah the the race of sorcerers. That was delightful.
0: The enemy race of sorcerers.
1: I oh, and I loved the. Um, I'm calling her the matriarch uh, just because I, I don't really know what else to call her. But the Mandalorian who does the welding and stuff. melted
0: down the, ve- the best car and everything. Yeah.
1: She's cool. She's really cool.
0: Quite epic. Loved. Quite epic. Um,
1: oh, I loved, loved the, the redemption, the droid. How he like
0: IG. saves
1: the day. He um, loved him as like nurse and protect that was delightful.
0: And in that in that we need to reference that of course Taika directed that episode as well. Taika Waititi yes. who voices IG-11. Well, we
1: also all said that that little directed droid that episode. He he certainly made a comeback. Loved that he gives um, I'm still calling him Mando even though we know his name now. I don't know why I'm doing that. Yeah. Um no. loved him giving him his loophole that allowed him to live.
0: Loved it. Yeah. Um I loved uh, well the internet hates Jason Sudeikis now
1: yes as they should
0: <laughs> for beating baby Yoda you, yeah it's
1: just, just never okay it's just never uh, how okay about,
0: can we talk about baby Yoda and fire for a <laughs> Whoa,
1: second Oh, baby Yoda so strong I'm mildly concerned about baby Yoda though like I don't know, I feel like in those last really maybe two episodes, maybe three, we saw so much how baby Yoda is not necessarily good or bad. He just sort of is. Like and well he's a baby as part of it, you know, he is attached to man and
0: not afraid to give away his life force.
1: That too. That too, yeah. Yeah. Especially coming out of Rise of Skywalker, we're very aware that this is, you know, sacrificial. Or maybe he doesn't even know. You know, like all he's,
0: and he's just thinking, help. I did like the reference, I think it was in 7, though. Back in 7, where where Nick Nolte's character was like, he looks too ugly to be a clone.
1: Oh, I'd forgotten about that. I love Baby Yoda. He's cute. His little ears.
0: Um, uh... I love Cara Dune. I love her. She's one of my favorite Nuke characters of any media.
1: She is fantastic. I cannot
0: wait to see more of her. Cannot wait to see more of her in season two. But I think we can I can't all wait agree to see more that.
1: Period?
0: Right. I think we can all agree that probably the moment that shook the internet in a way the most in the finale of the Mandalorian among nerds. Among nerds. I, I, let me let me preface this among deep dive star wars nerds was the end where john carlo esposito uh uh, moff gideon cuts himself out of the tie fighter with the dark saber
1: i freaked the minute he starts cutting out it's just that black and you're just like
0: oh my goodness what in the things we didn't see coming is that
1: I, i did not see that i literally i when i started seeing it i almost had a moment where i was like is there a Sith in there? Was there someone other than Moff Gideon in there? But even but him wielding it, I was like, oh no, that's still that's almost more epic. I loved it.
0: And of course the Darksaber, very tied to Mandalorian culture. Yes. If you'd like to take a deep dive there, just just Google Dark Saber and uh Well then beyond man. it can there there there's a there's a clip out of Clone Wars that actually sort of explains it in about a minute and a half. Yes. So, um,
1: that's what my knowledge of it came from was the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but it's very tied to Mandalorian culture. It will be very interesting to see now if he has to, if like, if the point is him reclaiming the dark saber for Mandalorian culture and somehow reuniting them in the Jedi somehow or.
1: Maybe, although, I mean, I think maybe it's being set up where we're not going to see the Jedi as the like good guys in this series. Which would be very interesting. I don't know.
0: Also, the other while we're talking about Star Wars, really quickly, because I want to get to the other thing. Because, oh my gosh, um, there have been a fit. I, I've been hearing when you follow as many weird pop culture nerd things as I do, yeah. You start to, especially when you run a podcast,
2: yeah.
0: You start to learn to filter out some things and believe others. Like you start hearing rumors and you go, "No, that's not a that's not a thing." Yeah. Like that, that's not a thing. And then you hear other rumors from some sources and you go, "Maybe?" So, for the last 6 months or so, I've been hearing rumors on pages I didn't believe that the next Star Wars project would actually be a Knights of the Old Republic movie.
1: That would be awesome.
0: And now now we're hearing more reliable mainstream sources saying that the next movie will be a high republic, a quote, high republic era, roughly 400 years prior to A New Hope.
1: That would be awesome. I mean,
0: with Darth Bane as the main villain
1: as somebody who plays star wars the old republic that would be awesome
0: a kotor movie would be awesome
1: that that would be really really cool cuz there's just so much interesting lore and storylines and like having played the game there are so many interesting characters i would be i would be all for that especially if they relied on some of the more traditional lore and didn't just say like oh no that's not canon anymore you know
0: right. well draw
1: from what's but there it's
0: interesting but it's interesting that one of the things they seem to be doing is trying to resurrect some things from the expanded universe mm-hmm. that they called but only the things that they want to.
1: And maybe that was something that needed to be done to give them the freedom to move forward. Right. But
0: so anyway, that's enough about that. Look, the Mandalorian, I think we we both give the Mandalorian two vocal fry oh, thumbs yeah. up, four vocal fry thumbs all up. The Michael thumbs would give it states? two thumbs up. We all we we gave the Mandalorian all the thumbs all,
1: up. All of them that we have. Yes.
0: All of them and he, despite our sort of we weren't all as thrilled, I will also say backtracking on something. I liked the rise of Skywalker much more the second time, and I just want to go on record as Yay. having said that. Is it my favorite Star Wars movie? No no,
1: but they can't all be your favorite movie, you know?
0: I still think that Empire <laughs> is perfect. Every single beat of Empire is perfect. And Last Jedi is still my favorite. That was my movie, though. They made made that movie for Michael and I.
1: (laughs) Just y'all. They were like, no worries. They will know.
0: Okay, but what we have to talk about.
1: Yeah. Sarah,
0: you and I have been very trepidatious. We
1: have. My words were cautiously optimistic. And I am so glad we didn't record after part one aired. And we waited. And now part two already
0: aired. And we were we were probably as for something that we genuinely love yep. and look we have loves as a podcast we love star wars yep. we we love uh marvel movies obviously we, we love harry doubt. potter i do
1: love harry potter
0: um, and we if you've listened they've been with us we love doctor who yes but for something that we love, we were probably as critical of Doctor Who Series Eleven as we've been of anything in the in the years of the podcast. No,
1: that's true. I was very unimpressed, very Just so disappointed. I think that was it. What it I was just disappointed. I expected so much better.
0: And. Uh,
1: but it's okay. It's okay, because they redeemed themselves. And then
0: Spyfall dropped. They
1: redeemed themselves. To me, that two-part episode really just confirmed what we kept saying last season, was that all of those needed to be two-part episodes. It was They just all got so caught up in the exposition that all of a sudden, there were ten minutes left in the episode, and you had to have, you know, action and climax and wrapping up, and there was just no way to do that satisfactorily. But Spyfall...
0: Let me just start here, because I have to say, because I, I want to be able to be as pragmatic as possible. Spyfall parts one and two are my personal favorite Doctor Who episodes since Face the Raven, Hellbent, Heaven Sent, which, wow. if you know me well, that's you know a that lot. that's the end of Capaldi and Clara.
1: Yeah. That's saying a lot.
0: And includes an episode that I felt like Capaldi should have won an Emmy for. Because he was the only actor on screen for an entire episode.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good episode.
0: That didn't even have that much dialogue.
1: No, not really. That was a brutal episode.
0: Um, But... This was magnificent. It was first of all watching it in HD. The film, the filming is beautiful.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous because we had to watch it like the next day through the BBC app, and it's streaming, and it's great. The BBC stream. I love BBC for a lot of things, but their like streaming app is eh, the quality is not super great. It was very grainy, but I still loved it. It
0: um. Wow, is it beautiful. And I just found out actually that we're not even in the US getting the right screen resolution. Huh? That there's a screen resolution in the UK that they're showing it to them in them, that they're seeing parts of the picture that we're not even seeing.
1: It's mildly frustrating, but all right.
0: Um, But anyway, I love the spy stuff. I loved it. I love the spy stuff. And I just there were so many fantastic references to old who and modern era who that like were for, they there were references for the 50 year fan. There were references for the 10 year fan, but then there were, but they were dealt with so quickly that they almost just told you more about the characters, even if you didn't know what they were about. Yes.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Did I ever apologize for that? No good
1: <laughs>
0: that, you know like that was great
1: i agree i i very much enjoyed the vibe i felt i, I don't know i just uh, i just liked this so much better than anything from last
0: i season. okay there are so many things i loved about it the scene with the three companions alone in the warehouse
2: yeah where they were just like
0: okay hey what do we have with what do we have we have The laser shoe. Oh, we got the laser shoe. Uh, Do you know how to use the laser shoe? No, no. Like, they gave them all something to do that mattered... But the doctor... Without the doctor. Yes.
1: And the doctor finally, like knew something that because you know that was my big complaint was that i just felt like she was this bumbling like i don't know person last season whereas this season she still didn't know everything and that's great i don't need her to be the all-knowing doctor that's you know not one i'm here for but i liked that she knew something that she took charge and that she had a plan she did things yeah that's my feelings
0: the reveal of the master.
1: I love him as the master's. Master.
0: Oh masters. my gosh. Yeah. Now, obviously, let's just say the obvious. The obvious statement is that casting Sasha Dwan, uh, uh, um, who is obviously of Indian heritage. He is British. Yes. But Indian heritage. Um, He's from Manchester, actually. Oh. Huh. Um, and I thought it was wonderful that they let him keep his northern English accent like Jody does with yes. hers as well. They've let them both keep their northern, you know, like I'm waiting for like a Huddersfield joke to like work its way in. And something about Huddersfield in Manchester, like something like about the t- any, anyway. Um But the re- his reveal, I loved that. He really played innocent when he was trying to be the master of disguise, yes. right? That's how he was originally played. Yes, and they play he he played like John Sim. You always knew something was wrong yeah, with no, John Sim. He was
1: Sim. creepy as can be, but this guy—I mean—I really didn't super suspect him for a while.
0: Like you almost trusted him yes. at first.
1: Yes, a hundred percent at first.
0: And then that reveal, and then the joy on his face.
1: I love it was so it was so creepy. I loved it.
0: But then, right after the joy on his face in the plane, the anger. Yeah, that too. When she tries to sonic the bomb.
1: Yeah, just like I expect better from you.
0: Like, you know, because. John Sim, he could play some rage. He could. He was a very and Missy Michelle Gomez did a pretty good job of sort of the just crazy off her rocker yeah. crazy. Hers
1: was a more like Joker esque sort of crazy for crazy sake. Yes. Whereas this is much yes. more a rage, but like also there is like a joy in what he does.
2: Yeah.
1: and I I haven't watched much any classic Who. But from pictures I've seen, I felt like he was playing this master much more like the original master.
0: Yes. Um, well,
1: again, I don't know enough about classic who to really but, like say yes. That's what was happening, but it's a vibe I got.
0: So one of the things I was, what I was trying to say when I was saying that he was of Indian descent, I clearly think that, as they did with Lord President, not Lord President, um, the number two guy, in. Heaven sent. And as we've obviously now done with Jody going from male to female, I clearly think they're that we're they're preparing us that the doc the next doctor. Not that I'm ready for Jody to leave no. now. Because apparently she and Chibnall have signed on for a third really? season. Apparently things went much better in this film. Good. Block. Good. Um but apparently uh, it would would appear that they are preparing for a person of color to be the doctor. I agree.
1: It seems that the master sort of leads the way. Yes. You know, we got our female master, and then we got a female doctor, so on and so forth.
0: So, I mean, and maybe not, well, I'm ready for a female person of color to be the doctor. That'd be cool, too. Can you imagine if, like... Uh, oh, I can't say her name now. I just had it in the top of my head, and I can't was say. Was it
1: um, Lu- Lupita? I can't say names. I'm terrible.
0: Oh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, that's oh, I mean, she would me. be great. No, um, I was actually thinking she's already been in Doctor Who. I was thinking of the woman who plays Shuri. Uh, oh,
1: that'd be good too. I don't actually know her but name. But actually,
0: I think that my probably the front runner for me actually might be. Um, She's a little bit of a lesser-known actress, although she's been in sci-fi. She might have been in a Doctor Who episode at some point. Um, I can't remember her name, though. Um, but she would bring a little bit more gravity. She's the she was. Um, do you ever see Love Actually? Yes. The prime minister's assistant. I don't remember her. I know he's assistant. Grant, but I don't
1: remember his assistant.
0: Um. I can't remember the actress's name. uh, Anyway, but so what else did we love about Spyfall? So obviously, you know, we got the master in the first episode. I loved the bit about the plane and the video.
1: Yes, yes.
0: No, Graham. Stop freaking out, Graham.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like that's anybody who's ever tried to, like, teach their parent or grandparent something, like, using technology, and you're like, hey, hey, okay, look focus focus yes it's technology it does some great things stop arguing with it <laughs>
0: and, and then I love the bit at the end though too it felt a little bit Moffatish, mm-hmm. but the little bit at the end where, where they're like how'd you do that to the plane and she goes wait gotta go do yes. that
1: yeah where she's like oh right well oh my gosh things I loved: Ada Lovelace and um Oh, oh, I can't remember the other character's name. I know that's terrible of me, but I, I've always she liked was the first Ada Lovelace, British
0: spy, and so oh, Ada Lovelace. And, and I mean, so
1: that I was super Ada, about I,
0: I could use a whole episode about Ada right? Lovelace.
1: So Jamie and I were saying that, like talking about that, like we would love. I mean, it wouldn't work. I think super duper well, but I would love a companion from the past someday.
0: What if? there w- was already like a whole thing with ada lovelace as the companion that just they just who knows
1: i mean wouldn't that be cool though because i mean
0: uh, be a great three-parter for we, next series
1: had some great people from the madame the pompadour ada lovelace girl whose name i still can't remember um that would make really good <laughs> companions
0: girl whose name I can't remember that's the best name for a companion Sarah we have ever used girl whose name I can't remember I'm so
1: sorry spy girl person um but regardless like it would be so interesting to see how somebody who comes from an era where technology is so much more limited than what we have and how much more fantastic it would be to take them and their responses I don't know I don't know
0: yeah I, I loved the inclusion of of, of Ada Lovelace. If, Vocal Fam. If you don't know who Ada Lovelace is, Google her. She's basically the great great grandmother of the and modern computer. And she's computers.
1: basically awesome.
0: And was awesome. She's awesome. I love the moment with the Gatling gun where she's. Yes. He's like the guy's like that's not oh, meant for a woman. I seem to be managing just fine.
1: She was delightful. She was delightful. Yeah, I know it was such a interesting episode, and I just love the. Um, I don't know. It was just so well thought out, so intricate. The plan, the evil plan, was so intricate with the with the statue that you know, kind of had literally been throughout time. Love. Um, I really enjoyed the part where they're in World War II. That was interesting to me.
0: Oh, loved it, and loved the master's gaffe of like that he had used a uh, a perception filter. Yes, you know, well, because for a minute, I'm like, loved it.
1: How okay okay with this but they explained it yay
0: yeah um oh well okay let's just talk about that for a second overall the sure footedness of the writing of both episodes
2: oh thank heavens so much
0: better so much clearer and tighter and confident and yes and what we knew chibnall could do this whole time no
1: weird like space stitch I'm still
0: mad about that episode. Yeah, space, 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 Stitch, space, Amazon, Rosa Parks. Those were basically the episodes we got last. I mean,
1: year. Rosa
0: Parks was good. Yeah, it was. I, I, I agree. Oh, and there was that
1: weird spider um, episode.
0: Oh, Arachnid. I didn't in the like UK. that one. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like
1: that at all.
0: Um, but anyway, so from so I'll give two thumbs up to Chibnall for yes. this. Same. Um, Same. We do. We have heard confirmed. This is a ten-part series. This is a continuous story arc for the whole Which series. Which so set up. Um. And well, anytime you're dealing with the master, I the mean, the
1: master. She goes to Gallifrey, and the freaking master has destroyed it because he's angry.
0: Okay. I was. I was waiting. I was getting oh, there. Okay. My so bad. let's. So let's. Let's go. No, that was a good transition. Sarah. Good. It was a good, good transition. Good. Let's. Let's. All right, let's go, let's go, there. go there. So at the end of the episode a hologram of the master hey, hey, hey. activates. He tells her that. that she needs to go home, that he had found Gallifrey in its little pocket universe. She goes and finds Gallifrey, capital city, Just in ash, ash and flame. Um. And this is the first we've been back to Gallifrey since Heaven Sent. Mm-hmm.
1: Agreed, yeah.
0: And... uh. And then, of course, the hologram comes on and tells her, of course, that it was, in fact, Him. the master who destroyed Gallifrey. And I loved how they were setting up the entire episode. And maybe this was the whole point. Maybe part of the point of series 11 was to make us sit for a minute away from Doctor Who-isms. Yeah. And Doctor Who mythology to make us want it more.
1: Mm, I feel like you're just trying to explain Maybe. away a badly written season.
0: And I might be. I, I, I'm I'm owning that. I'm that. I, I, I'm I that. do
1: that where I want to like I want to explain away things that I think uh, that in the end were probably just mistakes or bad things. I, I honestly think last season was just somebody who wasn't prepared for what writing a season of Doctor Who would entail.
0: But with, I loved how this whole episode of Spyfall, especially with intrigue of like spies. Yes,
2: love spies.
0: The whole time the companions sort of being set up of like, even with the master, do you really know her?
1: Yeah, because they realize. Do you really
0: know her? We
1: don't really know her. Who really knows the doctor? Who really knows the doctor more than the master?
0: And then, well, nobody. No one. And then finally, finally we get the scene with the companions, and finally Jody got her first what I felt like was a real doctor, doctor moment.
2: moment. Mm-hmm.
1: I agree.
0: You know, we we had uh they had sort of done a couple of doctory kind of things in the first series, but not a doctor moment. You know, and they don't all have to start like Matt Smith. No coming out of a giant eyeball. Look me up. You know, like, that doesn't... Or it doesn't have to be... Obviously, though, I think the parallels from these two episodes back to RTD are very strong. Particularly this moment about Gallifrey is almost the identical scene of Voyage of the Damned.
1: I, I feel like we, yeah, really have had a full circle to, it's back to I'm the last time lord, the last of my people. Like, we've been here before.
0: And I'm a little bit worried about that, like the idea of rebooting Gallifrey again.
1: I don't know. I'm I'm choosing to put some trust. After this episode, I'm willing to trust them a little bit. I'm going to trust that they know where they're yes. going with this. This shows that they can certainly have, like, a good story arc. I'm I'm choosing to put some hope. But I do feel like... Well, the rate... Oh, that 13, it it made me aware of the similarities between 13 and 9, just personality-wise and person-wise. And so that's been interesting to me.
0: Um, But I've been waiting for Jodi to sort of get her first, what I thought was this moment. And I felt like... Because having watched Broadchurch and loved Broadchurch, as I did, I knew that she, as an actress, was capable of layering moments of emotion under each other very deep.
1: Yes. And I loved that.
0: And this moment of, I'm from a planet called Gallifrey in the constellation of Custerboros. But you
1: know that behind that, she's thinking that it has been destroyed. Again,
0: it, I mean, you saw this incredible pain and joy mm-hmm. and respect and honor and loyalty and love and hate and rage and calm. Yeah. The thing that was amazing about it was it was all that, but calm.
1: It, Showed how much more in control she is than we had seen in any of her previous episodes. Oh That there is more depth man. to her character than maybe this flighty, joyful front that we had seen in the past. I,
0: it was just the moment I was waiting yes, for.
1: I, I really appreciated it a lot.
0: And then, of course, the intrigue of the Timeless Child, which actually was set up the season before yeah. in our Hated Series 11, Episode 2, Ghost Monument. Yeah, yeah. Um, The BBC has re-released that footage of the rags, <laughs> the evil enemy rags, who said they could see further back than her to the Timeless Child. Um, so... I'm
1: actually really excited to see where this goes. I've been waiting for this. I've missed this. The next episode, I is- tomorrow yeah. yeah yeah of course yes. i won't say it till monday but better than nothing
0: very exciting very exciting better than nothing so exciting times ahead in pop culture land vocal Film. and
1: in voice ped land all the lands and in
0: voice ped land there are exciting times hello, ahead. hello
1: 2020 Exciting times
2: ahead